All right, church, well, if you have a Bible or an app, go ahead and find your way to the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Luke. What I'd like to do is just continue where we left off our Advent reading in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. If you're using one of those black ESV pew Bibles, that's going to be on page 857. 857. And as you're finding your way there, I want to just let you know, as, as a church, we have been on a journey over the Advent sermon series of considering the glory of Christ, looking at what does the Bible say about glory? What does the Bible say about God's glory? And how can God's glory be seen? And we believe that it is seen in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Now, Remember, glory is the grandeur, right? The beauty, the majesty, the perfection of all of who God is, is what glory is. And on this wonderful Christmas Eve, I believe that we can see the glory of God in Jesus by considering the birth of Christ, a night that was filled with the glory of God. But before we jump into the text, will you just pray with me one more time? Pray for me as I pray for you, and then I'll read Luke 2 for us. Well, Father, as we continue with our worship this evening, we want to turn our attention to your word. That you did not leave out any details that we needed to hear. And that you have shown us through your word exactly how you came and why you came. And specifically, the very angels that announced it. Lord, I pray for every person in this room that maybe they've heard the Christmas story many times, but they would hear it afresh tonight. Or maybe it's their first time in church in a long time. And Lord, we thank you that you've allowed them to be with us tonight and that you would speak to them as well. Because we all need to behold your glory tonight. And we need your help desperately in order to do that. And so it's in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. All right, Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. Let me go ahead and just read through verse 21. It'll be on the screen as well. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. 
At the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Church, that is the word of the Lord for us tonight. Praise be to God indeed. So on the night that Jesus was born was a night that has and continues to change the world. Because it is the night where the invisible God was made visible. It was the night where the full radiance of God's glory was on display because Jesus, who is the full radiance of God's glory, was here. And as we will see, this newborn baby was a baby born to save people from their sin. Now tonight, what I'd like to do is give special attention to a certain group of people, and that is the angels tonight in our text, because it is the angels that I think and believe that wanted the shepherds, and by us extension tonight, to behold something, and that was the glory of God in particular. If you look at your Bibles in verse 8, we see that it was nighttime. It was nighttime, and the shepherds were keeping watch over their flock. And it was these men that the angels decided to show up to first. Of all the people, why the shepherds? Why the shepherds? Why them? Because to be a shepherd was not a glorious profession. There was not a lot of accolades. There was not a lot of perks. You certainly did not enjoy many of the benefits of other professions. But it was them that the angels came. Church, make no mistake tonight. God has come for all of us. There is not one single group of people in here tonight that can say that God does not care about me. Or God does not want to reveal himself to me. I'm just a lowly person working a a normal job or has a less than exciting life. If the angels showed up to the shepherds, God wants all of us to behold the glory of God. And when they came, how does the author describe this scene? He, he refers to it as the glory of God seemed to light up the sky. And why is that? Glory often means this radiant white light that has this picture that God's presence is at hand. And we see when the angels showed up, the glory of the Lord shone through the night. And it wasn't because of the angels. No. It was because Jesus was here. They were simply bringing forth the glory of God. Proclaimers of it. And if you're not familiar, angels often are the topic of much speculation or curiosity. But angels are created beings just like you and I. Now, we don't know when they were created. We don't even know how many there are. But we do know that they have one mission in their life. Because the word angel means messenger. They were messengers of their creator. They were exalters of the one who had created them, and that was God. And so when they came, they came to do the work they were created to do and bring a message in the dark night. And their message was that 
good news had come. The glory of God can be seen. And even in verse 13, if you look down, we see that the angels are breaking out in song. Right? This heavenly choir says, glory to God in the highest. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. You see, church, the angels desperately wanted the shepherds, anybody, to know that God's glory can now be seen, that the invisible God was made visible. And they were about his praise, his name, not their own. Notice that we never hear about what any of their names are. But we are told much things about the name of the baby being born. And more specifically, they've always been about the glory of God in the message of the gospel. The good news of who this baby is, what this baby would do. And that's why we see in the very the first things he says in verse 10, the angel's first words are, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news. I bring you gospel. I bring you good news for all people. I bring you news that there is a Savior who is Christ, who is the Lord. You see, church, the angels understood that if we are to rightly understand the glory of God, we must rightly understand Jesus. We must rightly understand that in his name, in this baby, there is grace, there is mercy, there is a work that is to be done in and through him. And the angels... They love to tell about this. It was what they were created for. Later in the New Testament, in the letter of 1 Peter, Peter actually tells us that the angels were longing for this day. They were longing for the word to be available, for the word to be seen by fallen humanity like you and I. You see, the angels have been longing for this night to come. John Owen, who was a a Puritan theologian in Great Britain in the 1600s, he remarks that this longing of the angels could even be seen in some of the visible representation of the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament. Now, if you're not familiar, the Ark of the Covenant was this, this wooden box that was covered in gold that was given to the people, instructed by God to contain the Word of God. You see a picture of that up on the screen. But notice on top of this ark, we have what are known as two cherubim, two representations of the angelic beings sitting on top of this. And where are they looking? They're looking down. They're looking towards the word. A representation of the angels were longing to see the word of God. In church, on Christmas Eve, the night that we celebrate the birth of Christ, when the angels are showing up and they're announcing that he's here, they're announcing that the word of God is here. What they long to do, what they long to see, was now being seen in the flesh. And so here in Luke 2, we see the same thing, that the angels are proclaiming that the word of God is here. What they've been longing to see, they're saying, behold him, behold him. And the angels knew this day was coming. If you read in one of the other Gospels account, in the Gospel of Matthew, where we see some other um, historical 
narrative leading up to the birth of Christ, you would read that there was angels that showed up to Mary and to Joseph to tell them that their son, this son that was to be born, was going to be unlike any other person ever born. To Mary, the angel told her that this son would be the son of the Most High God. To Joseph, the angel said, this son will be named Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. You see, church, the angels were longing for this day. Right? They've been waiting for it. They've been anticipating it. They've been telling Mary and Joseph and here the shepherds that now it's here. It's why in verse 11, the angels give us crystal clarity that this baby was a savior born to do the things that we could not do for ourselves. Born to live the life we couldn't live. That's why he's a savior. Born to die the death we deserve. That's why he's a savior. Born to adhere to the law. Born to be the Messiah, the anointed one, the one that all the Old Testament had promised would come, starting in Genesis 3, leading all the way up to Luke 2. Now we see that he's here. He's here. That he was born to give his life as a ransom for many. And although he would do that as a perfect human that he was, he was fully human, we also know that this Jesus was also fully and truly God himself. That's why the angels say that he is not only the Savior, he's not only the Christ, but he's also the Lord. He's God. He's God himself. So he didn't earn Godhood. He was always God. He was always the second eternal person of the Trinity. And he had left his throne and taken up human flesh and was now dwelling amongst people like you and I. Church, do you see why the angels are so excited? Do you see what this night meant to them? What it means to us then? It's something beautiful. It's good news. And so the shepherds got the hint, didn't they? They got the hint, and so they went and they found the little boy. They found Jesus, and they told Mary and Joseph all of what they had seen and heard. They told everybody that would listen, tonight is the night. It's here. The Messiah is here. The Savior is here. The Lord, our Creator, is here. It's the same news that we need to remember tonight. No matter how you find yourself tonight, because I know in a room this size with the people that are here, that there's probably a wide collection of us. Some that came through these doors exhausted, weary, and worn out. 2022 has once again not been an easy year. Some of you are excited, joyful, and we praise God for that. Some of you are indifferent, excited, but yet weary. Well, the good news is always good news to no matter how you find yourself. And it's no mistake that the shepherds and Jesus were born in the nighttime because good news is often so well received with the backdrop of darkness. And so we remember that no matter how dark it seems to be, good news can always be better. Even the dark nights of our souls 
where we think there's no hope. There's nothing good that can come. The gospel says otherwise. The gospel says, watch me, trust me. And it's the good news of that gospel. The good news being that sinners like me, sinners like the shepherd, sinners like all of us can be reconciled to a holy God because there has a, there's been a Savior that has come. There's been a Messiah promised who is here. And that gospel is good news even when we don't have our lives cleaned up. Think of how dirty the shepherds must have been when they were told the good news was here. See, God didn't wait for them to physically clean up their lives, nor did he wait for them to spiritually clean up their lives. In fact, the Bible says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And he came for you. He came to be a savior. He came to demonstrate that he is God and that all of his promises find their yes and amen in Jesus. And it is this Jesus that we remember again tonight. That although he was born a baby, he did not stay one. But he went to live and accomplish everything in which you and I need in both a person and a God. Our perfect mediator, Christ Jesus. Who has allowed every single one of us, if you would believe and trust, right? Put all your hope in him. Your life is secure. That yes, this world will still be hard. No doubt about it. Sin is still present but it does not have to have authority like it once has. Because this baby not only came and lived and would go to the cross and die, he is currently ruling and reigning now. The throne that he left to come and take on humanity is the very throne which he sits on today that he has returned to. And that is a glory church that we can look at tonight and remember the glory of Christ's birth, the glory of his life, the glory of his throne that's occupied right now. And I pray that every single one of us would rejoice in that. Every single one of us would trust in him as that Savior, as that Messiah, as that Lord. And we rejoice in the glory tonight. And I pray that we would be able to leave here much like the shepherds left Mary and Joseph, doing what? Glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard as it had been told to them. Let's go ahead and pray, church. Well, Father, as we conclude our time in your word, and want to continue just with singing some wonderful truths about you. We thank you that we have much to celebrate tonight. We thank you that this night long ago was a night that has changed us forever. A night that we look and behold and remember that God's glory was on display as it is right now. Thank you, Lord. And it's in your name, Jesus our Savior, our Messiah, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, what I'd like to do is go ahead at this time